Ends now. Capital 263. Welcome to Politics and Beyond on Capital 263. My name is Christopher Farai Charamba. And I'm Tawanda Henry Beatty. And yeah, I'm back. And today we have a very special guest, um, Dr. Patson Zamara. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you, guys? Good. <laughs> Good Thank thanks. you for joining us today. Thank We've you been for trying to get me. you for a while. And yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't know for those watching me. live, they can see he's a bit stressed, so we might as well go straight into it. Um, <laughs> I just saw a tweet literally five seconds ago that uh, Pastor Evan has landed in, in Harare. That's, that's the case. Yeah, true. Uh, Pastor Ivan came Ivan. through today. Uh, unfortunately, he was not allowed through the immigration. Um, he's detained as we speak. So we're still awaiting uh, how that is going to... We're still waiting to see how that is going to unfold. Why Why did he come back so clandestinely? That's oh. just, no one knew. Okay, well, on, our, on the public side, let me say, it's rather interesting that he's chosen to come back now and... Um, well, I didn't think uh, he had to announce he's coming back. Just like he's coming back home, so yeah, he didn't have to, didn't have to announce. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but also, it coincides with the launching of uh, 21 Days of Activism. Was so I'm assuming that this has all been coordinated. Not really. Not really. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> so the plan was for him to come back. Is he coming back for good? Is he coming back and leaving again? Like. What I'm sure that these are questions that people are going to ask. I'm quite interested. Well, from the last time I spoke to him, uh, it's him returning home. This is his home. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so whether it's uh, for a short while or it's for good, I don't know, but uh, he's coming back home. Okay, that's, that's quite interesting. I mean, it, from the reports that were going around last year, it, it seemed like he'd been... He'd, gone for good sort asylum but it's yeah. quite it's, it's it's really it's, positive to see yeah, him back to see him back and it's quite and you guys are eating humble pie <laughs> 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 and now look he's, he's back he's back no definitely quite interesting um to see what's going to happen he's been detained do you know why he's been detained uh, well i'm sure it's to do with uh, the previous issue uh subverting a constitutionally elected government I'm sure it has everything to do with that. Of course. But he walked out the country he, a free man, so yeah. so they were going to have to lay new charges on him or Yeah, of course. Um look, these these uh these people are agitating and they are jittery. They know that their time is up. And so they're going to do whatever they can to see to it that um they truncate the voice of the people. Right. But what does it mean though for the citizens movement or the the activists now that Pastor Ivan had returned, uh, in the sense that it had taken a dip at some point last year, especially after he left, and people thought that, you know, he'd left for good, and there was a sort of, this flag movement had a bit of a dip, and um, it started to pick up a bit, I suppose, towards the end of the year. So what, what sort of dynamic, what does it mean for the citizens' movement this year and going forward? I think the bottom line is that... Uh, the struggle or the quest towards a better Zimbabwe is not hinged upon a particular individual. Okay, That's why it's a movement. We all play different roles. However, and in spite of that, when Pastor Ivan left, that sent a negative message as far as what we represent is concerned. And the ripple effect of that, obviously, 
was uh, was negative as far as our momentum is concerned or was concerned. But uh, I think uh, he's coming back in the in the same vein speaks a, a very good and positive message. It actually nullifies the negative impact his departure had. But having said that, I think it's pertinent for me to underscore the fact that it's not about Ifan, it's not about anybody, it's about every Zimbabwean. This is the citizen movement. Everyone who is a Zimbabwean has got to plug in and do what they have to do insofar as our quest towards a better Zimbabwe is concerned. That's true. That's true. Um, it is about every Zimbabwean. Um, I can completely agree um, with you on that. Um, but like today, we're fortunate enough um, for our listeners to have you here. Um, so yeah, I think you can tell us a bit more um, about yourself. And, uh, you know, obviously, like we know from following in the media, but I mean, maybe someone in the diaspora would not really know, Kuti, how did Dr. Patson become an activist? Um, where did it start? Was it always in your blood or... Like what's what's the genesis? When did it start? I would say I was forced to fight, and um, the inception of the fight has everything to do with what happened to my brother. As we are all aware, Itaiza Man was abducted on the 9th of March in 2015. So we're getting to two years now. When Itai was abducted. I was left with no option but to fight for justice regarding the injustice that had been committed against Itai, against my family, and largely against Zimbabwe. I've always stated that my fight is not entirely about Itai, but about the disregard of the rule of law and human rights in Zimbabwe. And so this certainly has been a very tumultuous and austere season period for me, yeah. having to morph into an activist. I was minding my own business, uh, <laughs> speaking at conferences, writing my books, and yeah. lecturing. And uh, when this happened, I had to jump in and I had to do what I had to do. And so in a short space of time, I, 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 I morphed into an activist by default, but I do believe that uh, it was also divinely orchestrated. After all is said and done, I also think and still believe that whatever happened to Itai, whatever his fate is, um, it's, it's all going to contribute and work towards our collective agenda for a better Zimbabwe. Okay, that's, that's great. Um, um, go ahead. What let me on the issue of Itai and you joining the struggle after he had uh, after his disappearance. What before that, before uh, his disappearance, whilst he was still um, laying his protest in Africa Unity Square? What were your thoughts on his protest um, whilst you know whilst he was undertaking it? Because you said you joined after that after his disappearance, so. Was there at any point where you thought, you know, let me go and join him, let me support what he is trying to do? Apparently, when Itai started the campaign, I'm one of the first individuals he called. He informed me he wanted to 
uh, take that up. We discussed at length, and I told him that uh, it was noble, and I would support him, which I did. So many people do not know this, but uh, I'm actually one of the trustees uh, uh, for Occupy Africa Union Square. Okay. But you see, from the onset, we 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 agreed that we would not plunge in uh, both of us at the same time because it was risky. That's why you realize that almost every time Itai and his crew were in trouble, I was the first person to attend to them. That was my role. So I was more like playing the uh, uh, backstage role, attending to them, making sure that whenever there is something uh, uh, that's needed to be done, I, I, I do that. Like most of the photos you see of Itai campaigning, I'm the one who took them. Um, whenever they would get arrested, I, I would be the first person to attend to them, conduct the lawyers, and uh, make sure that everything would be in order. So that was my role. It was not directly involved in the process, but uh, yeah, when Itai was abducted, I was forced to then directly uh, get involved. And I know so many people ask a lot of questions because. I should be the last person doing what I do simply because I do have a, a vivid and uh, a, a fresh example as to what happened to my brother. And I should be the person to launch back from doing what I do. But I do what I do simply because I, I know for a fact that it's a noble cause, not only that. I've always stated that you cannot kill a dead person. A dead person cannot be dead here. I know there's no word such as dead here, but I'll use it just to express my point. Yeah, a dead person or a dead thing can't be dead than being dead. And so you cannot kill a dead person. What we've gone through and what we've endured as a result of Itai's abduction has rendered us dead in certain aspects and regard. And so... Um, that's the reason why uh, I'm motivated to keep on keeping on. Okay, so so I suppose some would say bravery, um, others would say stupidity, um, but you, you're saying, you know, you've already reached bottom, so there's no, they can't take anything away more, more from you. True. But I mean, they've tried, uh, we've, had, we've had issues, you know, with your car being burnt down, uh, you've been, you yourself personally have been beaten up uh, a number of times. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just a segue into saying, okay, obviously, you know you're fighting this, uh, this regime, um, this, this apparatus of, 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 of uh, maybe terrorism or, or of intimidation constantly. So I want to know, Kuti, how, how is it then that you keep motivated and, um, you know, even given like your comrade today has just landed at the airport, he's been already been taken without even setting foot in, in the motherland. How are you going to keep motivated uh, as yourself personally and how you might suggest that any budding activists or activists that are in the streets now who might listen should uh, keep motivated because especially going up to elections, I think it's going to get even tougher. True that. Uh, I've always stated that uh, a, a better Zimbabwe is not going to be delivered on a silver platter. It's going to, to cost us blood. It's going to cost us uh, tears, it's going to cost us sweat, it's going to even cost us lives. 
And so we must be prepared for that. Some of us, we, 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 we are like dead men who are walking the streets of Harare because we never know what's going to happen the next minute. You, know, you, you might be just uh, seated in a restaurant chatting to your girlfriend and the next thing you are, you are, you are picked up. And so uh, I think we, we must get to the point where we just settle in ourselves that um, anything can happen anytime. And this quest towards a better Zimbabwe is actually going to uh, 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 cause us to pass through heinous and austere uh, seasons. And it's going to come at a cost. The better Zimbabwe is going to be delivered at a cost. Yeah. Um, I understand that. So uh, I want to ask, when you say a better Zimbabwe, what are some of the uh, tenets of this better Zimbabwe? What would you describe as a better Zimbabwe? I think fundamentally one of the uh, key issues has everything to do with um, the upholding of uh, the rule of law, uh, the regard of... Uh, um, human rights. For example, our constitution provides that any Zimbabwean can protest, petition, demonstrate peacefully. But uh, whenever we get to do that, we are tortured, we are arrested, at times we are abducted, and I think um, the abduction of Vita Zamara is an attestation of that. And uh, that's not what we want to see in a better Zimbabwe. And so a better Zimbabwe will certainly entail the upholding of the rule of law. It will um, certainly um, entail that the constitution, the supreme law of the land, will be observed by all and sundry. Okay. Uh, a lot of the criticism you face... Um, recently especially has come from Amwema activists, other activists themselves. Uh, you know, there's this feeling like I think also, you know, online social media and that kind of thing, um, things have seasons and they sort of pass quickly. You know, this flag, the end game, bond notes, those type of protests, you know, I mean, we're, we're getting into a, a digital age of meme, meme activism. Uh, to that, you know, Guti, so what extent then do you think that Perhaps there's some level of compromise when the, the activist movement has been compromised, or are you still, do you think all your comrades and uh, things are, are still genuine um, in as far as that's, you know, lots of social media accusations going left, right, and center at yourself, of course, um, and at everyone, at, uh, at Promise, at Pastor Eva, and at everyone. They've had these, these accusations of being fake, being plants, being C10, or, you know, recently of faking abductions or faking things like that. I mean, obviously, these are things that are personal to you, but how do you, uh, you know, how do you answer that? And do you even think that some of them are fair? Well, there, there are two dimensions to this. The first dimension has everything to do with what the system has done and what the system is doing to, uh, to thwart the citizens' movement. Then the second dimension has everything to do with uh, what the activists themselves have done, uh, knowingly or unknowingly, 
to uh, to destabilize the momentum of the citizen movement. But all that is expected. That is the bottom line. And we are not going to pay attention to that because at the end of the day, what we know is that the system, the regime, will not allow us to freely uh, free flow in our quest for a better Zimbabwe. So they will come up with these unfounded theories. They will come up with these lies so as to demonize us, so as to character assassinate us. And uh, that certainly has uh, a negative ripple effect insofar as how people look at us. Credibility is critical. Now, in the same vein, as a result of immaturity among some of our comrades, we realize that they have also assumed the same posture and some are certainly compromised. But like I said, the bottom line is we are not going to allow ourselves to be cajoled into a shell of silence. We, we've, we've kicked ourselves out of that and we, 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 we're not going to stop. We will continue um, agitating. We will continue uh, taking a stand for what is right. We will continue taking a stand for a better Zimbabwe because uh, we have no other option, actually. Okay. Um, going back to Itai briefly, I just wanted to find out, you last year, I think it was in May, you had a press conference where there was a picture that came out um, and it was in the news day, apparently, uh, where I saw the article, I think it was the 30th of May, um, and you told the journalists there or whoever was there that uh, some sympathetic security agents had sent you a picture of Itai and that more details would come. So I wanted to find out what was was that picture real? Um, what then happened after that following the picture? Well, uh, it's something we're still processing. Uh, as you know, these these matters are, are dicey. When when you're dealing with, with them, you you must be adroit. Not only that, you must also exercise a, a great deal of uh, uh, circumspect. Um, you see, that is the die. No two ways about that. Okay. And how how do you know that? You say no two ways about that. How how do you know? He's my brother. But from okay, from the picture, yeah. I suppose you know. There are features we identified. Okay. Okay. Not only that, uh-huh. we also um, employed the services of uh, a forensic expert. Okay. Who asked us to bring other photos of him. Okay. And uh, they juxtaposed those to that, and they also get the same conclusion. But even before that, we actually had concluded that. That, 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 that's the tie on that photo. From the eyes and the feet. Exactly. From the eyes and from the feet. Everyone. Myself, the wife, uh, Itai's mother, Itai's uh, father, mm-hmm. everyone. Okay. Just for those who haven't seen the picture, it's, uh, he's covered and it's his feet and he's, he's covered, his mouth is covered and his, head, yeah. his hair is covered and the eyes are showing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then you said after that that the processes, there are processes behind Yeah, yeah, done, behind so. the scenes. Uh, okay. the, the legal processes um, and investigations. Okay. Yes. Um, in the fullness of time, we'll be able to 
divulge more information. See, there, there, there is a legal tangent mm. to this, and mm. most people don't know that. Mm. For example, I do know certain names, okay? I mean, from, from, from uh, the investigations mm -hmm. we have carried thus far, mm. I, I have been privileged to know certain names involved in the abduction of Itai Zamara, okay? Now, from a legal standpoint, I have to, or we have to pay due diligence as to how we're going to handle that. Because in our quest to try and unmask the truth regarding what transpired to Itai, we might also lend ourselves in unnecessary trouble. And that will impede the entire process we are engaging. And so after all is said and done, the bottom line is we are working flat out behind the scenes. And this is something we cannot announce every now and again to say, ah, we are now at this stage, we are now at that stage. No. Uh, in the fullness of time, uh, as we go on, we'll be able to... Uh, Tell the world what, what what would they've got that? Okay, all right. So that's um, that's fair. I think um, you, so you've given us a, a, a brief, very brief um, history, and I also know that you're pressed for time. Um, I think you want to rush to the airport. You were saying so. Um, you said you know before you were lecturing, selling your books. Um, then you know circumstances forced you into activism. Um, I, I am led to believe that you don't just want to be active. Like it's uh, that's not where the end the end game is. To use your own phrase, um, speci specifically with 2018 coming along, do you think that you'll you'll take the leap or the plunge into political into the political sphere, into adding your voice to to the council or parliament or, or any of those uh, or those things? Um, and do you think that you would be more effective there? Or um, in your position and the voice and the following you've got now, you're you're as effective or as efficient as you are now. Well, I I, I I'm not in any way unsure as to what my purpose is. My purpose revolves around leadership, and having said that, leaders are problem solvers. Leaders are solution bearers. Okay, and so with that in mind. I'm not going to complain all my life. It's only a matter of time before I also um, plunge into uh, the mainstream as far as uh, uh, political leadership is concerned. Okay. And uh, any, any particular party that's yeah, quoting that's, you or... That's what I want to find out. <laughs> any particular party. Or maybe a, a second or a third force possibly um, because there's... You know, WhatsApp is an interesting thing. Um, I think your name and a couple of other activists' name came up on this list for possible parliamentary candidates for, for, for third force. Okay. And uh, um, obviously that's um, a project that's being pushed by Honorable Meliswa. Uh -huh. um, so I don't know if you if that's where you'd go or maybe join one of the existing political parties. Okay. Or form your own even. I think that's popular <laughs> these days. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think two or three things there. I, I, I do think that uh, we have more than enough opposition political parties. Uh, apparently, there are over 50 registered opposition political <laughs> parties. <laughs> and uh, that's ridiculous. That's uh, ludicrous. In my view, uh, in my engagement, even with the, with the, with the leaders, uh, the likes of Jangrai, uh, BT, uh, Mujuru, I advocate for a coalition. Okay, 
there's no need for us to um, to fight ZANU PF in such an isolated fashion because it's going to be almost impossible for us to um, to dismantle the machinery called ZANU PF. Okay, so I think that also answers the question uh, about uh, whether I do have ambitions to form a political party. <laughs> so so you won't. I think I think uh, <laughs> it would be stupid of me to do that. So which political party will you join? <laughs> um, honestly, I, I've been I've been invited to uh, to 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 take up membership in more than I think it should be more than nine political parties. <laughs> At this point in time, nine of the fifty. Yes, nine of the fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I have not committed to any political party at this point in time. L let me ask: What would you look for, or what is it that would attract you to joining a political party? Well, if I think the, the first thing has to do with uh, whether they recognize gifts or not. Uh, there are some people uh, who are. Um, position oriented and focused such like that whenever they are in the vicinity of a gift they are threatened and they actually then try and pillage the gifted person or the gift. So you believe you are the gift? No. <laughs> I believe I have a gift. Okay, you okay. believe you have a gift? Yes. Okay. I believe I have a gift. So which you have to... Leadership. Okay. <laughs> Yes. So they would have to, to recognize your, your leadership. Yeah, if. of course. Um, uh, you see, th this is what I, I even stated to all the, all the political parties uh, uh, who, who have uh, approached me. I, I told them, you know what, I, I think I've passed that stage where I'll just get in just for the sake of being a member. I have something to offer. I have something to offer. And because I do have something to offer, I think it's, it's imperative and pertinent that uh, whatever I can offer is recognized. Okay. And so your relationship with um, Honorable Mliswa, yes. um, uh, Nathaniel Maneru wrote about it. Yeah. He called you his tenant. Um, mm. And then there was um, the other... Oh, the... The activist, um, the... Makomborero. Mm-hmm. Who also <laughs> alluded to the fact that you were um, Temba Meliswa's tenant as well. So what is the relationship there? Is it that you are just a, a, a tenant in a landlord situation? Is there hopes that you'll be part of this third force that he is mobilizing? Um, what uh, Does it go beyond the tenant landlord? <laughs> is it also political? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, here's the bottom line. Uh, Honorable Mliswa, TP, I refer to him as TP, is a senior brother to me. Okay. Uh, above every other thing, uh, Mr. Mliswa, Timber, is my brother. Okay. Um, brother in the same sense that he is uh, ED's cousin? Or <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I met, uh, I met uh, Mliswa when I was... Uh, when I was doing my A-levels, actually. Okay. Yeah, at that point in time, it died the man I was working with, Moliswa. Um, and this, you know, that was my first time to enter into Mikos. We met at Mikos. And he said something to me after our conversation. He said, young man, 
your wisdom is beyond your edge. I think you're going to be a great leader. That's what he said. And so ever since then, we have uh, developed a relationship. And uh, to me, he's a senior brother. I just look up to him the way I look up to Itai. Um, I'm not in any way his surrogate, no. I'm not in any way uh, a yes man to him. I'm objective. I, we cross-pollinate. I'm my own man, you know. I do my things, he does his things. And I just like the fact that he is one of the few individuals who really have managed to see what other people don't see, the, the hidden treasure and the capacity I have as a leader. That's the reason why even at some point he actually wanted me to lead Yard. He proposed that in a meeting, I was a part of Yard. I'm no longer a part of Yard. He proposed that in a meeting and he was serious. Said, you know what? I want this young man to, uh, to, to lead Yard because he believes in me. And so that's the relationship we have. I, I'm not a bootlicker in any way. If you see us discussing and talking, you might think that at times we are enemies. Why? Because we are brutally honest with each other. There are times I call him Bandara. I, I read what you were, what you were saying. Uh, what, what's up with that? And he explains himself, and it's just a, a, a cross-pollination like that. So that's how we, 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 we relate. And yes, of course, unashamedly, I, I'm, I'm his tenant, and I can be anyone's tenant. I can be your tenant. I can be. Please, please. You can't be tenant to a charamba, please. please, please. <laughs> Especially with my Nerua taking me like this. <laughs> um, yeah, so time is, time is moving. Um, I don't know if there's any last words. I, I mean, I just want to ask also uh, yeah. this doctor, mm-hmm. your, 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 your title, yeah. doctor. Yeah. Um, is it a medical doctor, a, <laughs> a PhD in, in, politi- in political studies, like the good professor? Um, you know, what... Uh <laughs> well, you know why I'm laughing? It's because uh, uh, it has also attracted a lot of uh, debate and attacks. Mm, certainly. And, uh, I mean, whoever uh, picks a fight with me, um, they eventually then use that. Uh, I think the common words are uh, the guy who masquerades as a, as a doctor or fake PhD or the guy who bought a PhD, something like that. Uh, but, well, um, I, I went to school. I, I did my PhD in okay. India. Okay. Yes. Um, and the PhD is in business leadership. Okay. Yes. I'm actually working on my second PhD as we speak. While least um, others are labeling us fake doctors, etc. Well, it's, it's understandable. It's, it's under, because there's a lot of fake doctors in Zimbabwe. Yeah. People, <laughs> it, I mean, people here buy their PhD. Yeah. It's no, it's no secret. Some, some are given honorary PhDs, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, they walk around calling themselves doctor so and so with an honorary PhD. But, but my brother, I, I, I was never a member of, uh, of the gang of looters. <laughs> where, where did I get the money to buy, to buy a PhD? PhD? Where, where did I get I look, the money I, I, don't, I don't know how much it costs to buy a PhD. I think it's the just... issue has everything to do with my age. 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that's where people then say, ah, but how did he? But, well, I did. How old are you if you I'm don't 30. Know? Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. <laughs> so so you can't be you can't be vice president of a party yet because you still got 10 years before you can be <laughs> before you yeah, can be not, president not now <laughs> not now not now but you you might be going there anyway um you said you actually talking about that you used to write books do you still are you going to write are you going to give us a memoir on the struggle definitely um, i think um, your voice might be <laughs> might be definitive and also where can people find um, some of your writings i think maybe um, people will be interested to to see what you were doing before yeah. before all this and uh, how perhaps it shaped you yeah. now. Yeah, um, I, I've written several books to date. I've published seven books. But uh, what I need to state is that I pretty much self-published the books. I've only just uh, engaged uh, an international publisher. I'll be traveling soon. And the reason I'll be traveling so that we might firm up on the deal, which will entail that the books will be uh, distributed and uh, they will be accessible internationally. And so I'm still writing. I, I'm, I'm hoping that before the year end, I'll be able to release two more books. My forte is, um, is leadership. Um, I, I'm, I'm finishing a book on leadership. And then uh, another one on the on the struggle and the experience. On the struggle, yeah, <laughs> that's, the experience. that's the one that's we're, we're looking we're looking forward to. Yeah, your entering politics is something that you've said that you know you are the next stage. I suppose is that there will come a time that you enter the political arena. Yeah. Um, what is your ideology? What is your political ideology? What is it that you think people? Um, that will why should people vote yeah. for you? Why should people vote for why besides yeah. being a leader? Can I tell you something? Because there are lots of great leaders. I mean, Hitler was a great leader, and at some point Mugabe was also a great leader. So, besides the quality of leadership, which in of itself can be used for good and bad, as we've clearly seen in Zimbabwe, that people have been following someone and that's leading in its own respect. So, mm-hmm. what ideology will set you apart? What what reasons should people follow you? Okay. Besides being having the ability to persuade people to follow, <laughs> I think what is lacking is um, what is commonly referred to as servanthood leadership. Okay, people get into parliament and uh, into politics for what they can get, and that's what we are seeing in Zimbabwe. Uh, the rich people uh, in Zimbabwe are uh, politicians. And that, that, is, that is abnormal. And so my philosophy, my leadership philosophy, zeroes in on the servanthood leadership principle. That is, well, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't talk about, you see, the thing also, we, we end up uh, getting too uh, academic and too sophisticated for nothing, talking about ideology, this ideology. No, we don't need I, that. You know what? I don't think so in the sense that we, ha- you, there must be something that the masses can unite around. Yeah. And as a leader, certainly as an individual, mm-hmm. your focus must be on service leadership. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. But there must be something that the people uh, have a buy into and a belief in towards building together as a nation. Mm-hmm. So what is it that is your ideology that makes 
that that can relate to the common man aside from you saying service leadership yes you you as an individual yes but mm-hmm. what about the collective yeah. what is the what is the responsibility of the collective what is the co- collective aspiring to and how is the collective going to move from that space into the space that you'd want it to go to but I, my, my thinking is it therefore cascades to everyone or my followership that our inclination okay is civil leadership okay that's 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 what it is i know about the ideologies i mean but i don't want to get into that it's too philosophical for nothing it's too sophisticated for nothing but the bottom line in my view the bottom line what we lack in zimbabwe are seven leaders that's what we lack but you know why the reason why we have individuals like anaka sukwere they, they, they are building mansions. I don't know where he got the money from. He's a, he's a, he's a civil servant, just like my father. No, but but, but, but listen, where, where does he get the money to build a mansion? I, I, I hear all of that. Yeah. Right? But my, my issue is that Hondo Yeminda, for example, yeah. or Ivukuvan, right? That's a mandra. It is, yeah. but it, it formed part of the ideology, right? That these people then managed to get a mass following to support it. When land reform happened, there was a mass following of people that supported it because they bought into the ideology of yeah. Ifukuvan, yeah. right? So, yes, servant leadership, mm-hmm. but for but, their... But for it's also an ideology. It's an ideology. It okay. is an ideology, okay. yeah. Where, where we are saying we serve each other, okay? If I'm sweeping the street, I'm serving you. And so, while you're driving past, okay, you, you're not going to look at me as someone who is nobody we, we are serving each other this is servant leadership and it's it's it's, it's a philosophy it's, it's an ideology that's what I, that's what i was wanting you to articulate the ideology is is, is servant leadership. no that's fine and that's what i wanted and that him will to articulate. inform his policies and, uh, and exactly. things from there but are we serving the people uh-huh. but i think also what happens is it's it's, it's often not enough um, for, for I think what Chris was getting at is that it's not enough often for people in opposition particularly mm-hmm. to simply say that we're going to be better leaders than the people in government. Uh-huh. Um, but what I, I think the nuanced thing about that is that when you're in government, you're already making policy. Yeah. You're, you're already implementing things. So uh-huh. necessarily when you're in opposition, uh-huh. you, you have to post ideas to counteract those ideas more than just saying, Kuti, those guys are thieves. I am not a thief. No, when, yeah. when these guys were stealing... I know you're going to be working with other people, uh-huh. but it's not enough just to say anymore, especially for us and our, our generation, younger yes, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We question further, Guti. Fine, you know, Tsvangai has been offer? saying for 17 years, yeah. Guti, you know, he's going to work this way, but mm-hmm. it's not enough anymore. And I think maybe right now you're, not, you're an activist and you're not yet a politician, but when mm-hmm. you do become a politician, please bear in mind that for us, it's not enough to simply say Zanua War or Mugabe must go or these guys are thieves. Because... That's fine. We everyone knows that. But can what I tell are you, you going to add? Can, can I tell you something? What are you going to? Give? Can I tell you something? I have taken time to read and breeze through uh, the values of Zanu PF and what it stands for. There's nothing wrong there, and there's nothing we ought to change there. on paper. <laughs> there's nothing we ought to change. But you see, what we have to change are the actors and the actresses. <laughs> Do you know what? Let, that's that's let a hard say, thing. <laughs> let me say this. Um, last <laughs> week in this chair we had uh, Tariro Senderai. Yeah. In this exact same, same chair, chair. Huh? and she said something she very she said similar. She would vote to that. for a PF MP as long as. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. No, no, no. I know it's not yeah. what she said. But what she said was, 
if it comes down to what the person is stands for and the amount of work that the person is going to put it why are you in that position if you are there to serve mm-hmm. then i will vote for you yeah. right yeah and she got a lot of um fallback on facebook people calling her zambief plant people saying she's uh, she, uh her campaign is being sponsored by zanpf and all sorts of things yeah, yeah. but no but i i what what you're saying in terms of the on I, paper is basically i think what a lot of people think Mm-hmm. but now there's this perception that if you say one thing that is good about zanupf mm-hmm. you are zanupf no look as far as zanupf is concerned i think the summation of what zanupf stands for and represents is uh black empowerment that's the summation in my view mm-hmm. black empowerment and what is wrong with that mm-hmm. it is how they have implemented that mm-hmm. that's where the problem is And so I, I do not have a problem with the principles and the values they stand on. I have a problem with the actors and the actresses because they've digressed from the principles. They've digressed from the fundamentals upon which that part was born. Look, we were all brought up under Zanupiev. Not all of us. <laughs> <laughs> not all of us. <laughs> Most of us we were. <laughs> At some point my mother Uh, was an active member of ZANU-PF in Mutoko. I remember at some point, I don't know whether he's still there, she actually was given a stand because of what they did during the war and she put that stand in my name. I mean, I don't, I don't know whether he's still there or not. But my point is, my point is, that's my background, okay? But when they were fighting during the liberation war, they, they never extrapolated a season whereby their children would be abducted for speaking up whereby their children would be killed would be tortured for taking a stand against a bad governance they never fought for that and so this is a production of the actors and the actresses that's where we have a problem with mugabe and those i call his minions okay fair okay. enough that's- um I just have one more question. You are 30. <laughs> yeah. 2018. It's not your coming year. up. It's not your year um <laughs> to run for 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 president. president. <laughs> Who would you Patson Zamara like to see <laughs> as president in 2018? <laughs> That's an interesting one. <laughs> like I said, look, I've had the opportunity to interact with the likes of Tangirai BT Mchuru. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh I have deep regard for for for, for all of them mm-hmm. for whatever they represent, okay? Uh we have been consistently telling them that you must form a coalition and whoever is going to lead the coalition is uh well, uh, <laughs> debatable. It's neither here nor there. Mm. But of course, my personal preference yeah would be well, uh Changirai. Okay. Uh the reason being that um as far as the figures are concerned he has the numbers okay of course there are issues i mean there are issues mdc is please majira zuru mkoma majira zuru akutseba ngwana i know okay fine i have a question i have a question yeah. of all the uh political cousins which emanated from mdc 
which one has a bigger constituency? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, juxtapose. <laughs> if you are to juxtapose their constituency to that of MDC, who, who, who has a bigger constituency? Yeah, no. no, that's true. That's I true. mean, that's the, that's the point. Because so, politics, at the end of the day, in my view, is a game of numbers. numbers. Okay. And so, in my view, Changirai brings uh, the numbers, the most numbers to the table. Yeah. And my subjective opinion would be, well, he leads the coalition. But of course, I mean, it's neither here nor there. Okay. All right. So, when uh, are the activists going to get around that push and that call for a coalition? I think uh, as a suggestion, perhaps it needs to be more more active. The citizens' movements need to, not just in your personal capacity, but mm-hmm. perhaps uh, your next hashtag is we want coalition now. Exactly. <laughs> Look, maybe hashtag just, coalition now. Maybe to preempt something that's coming. Without a coalition, we're actually going to boycott the election. Okay. Yeah. No coalition. No, no election. Vote. No vote. Yeah. You, I'm not going to vote for you. If you do not put me ahead of your personal that's, agenda, that's ahead an interesting, of that's your ego, I'm not going to vote for you. That's what we want, one. in our view, from where we're coming from, remember what I said. We said ZANU-PF, whatever it, it stands for, its fundamental principles, they are not necessarily wrong, okay? What is wrong are the players. And that's what we want to, to, to change. Mr. Mugabe and his minions. All of them. <laughs> All of them. We kick them out. And then we start on a new page, on a new trajectory as a nation. That's how I look at it. That is your political right. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much, much. <laughs> uh, Dr. Patson Zamara. Um, it's been great having you here. We hope to have you back. Um, we hope as uh, things progress. Yeah, we hope you'd also like to come back. Oh, definitely. And uh, you can break all the news uh, on our show <laughs> from now on. <laughs> Thank um, you. But uh, what? Uh, where do people find you online and uh, your writings and things like that? Uh, if you. Oh, yeah, on Facebook. Uh, I'm active on Facebook. Uh, Patson Zamara. On Twitter, Patson Zamara as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's let's get uh, talking. All right. Yeah, thanks. Um, my name is Christopher Farai Charamba. You and can find me at Chris Charamba on all social media. And I'm uh, Tawanda Henry Beatty at Henry Beatty on all social media. And yeah, you've been listening to Politics and Beyond on uh, Capital 26 Free. Free to say it, free to do it. Cheers, guys. And now. Capital 263.